0: We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is DFS simplified. Head over to PrizePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 hundred dollars and of course do not forget to download the sgpn app your home for all of our free picks and podcasts back and licking our wounds after a week nine that took absolutely zero prisoners it was a harsh week nine and if you made it through congratulations and if you didn't then i feel for you because like so many of you many many of my rosters absolutely crumbled in week nine uh, just such a crazy week i don't know hopefully week 10 will treat us a little bit better uh and, and i know that at least this episode will treat us a lot better because we're bringing back will rivera to the show sgpn's own and uh will first of all i want to know how your week nine went and and second of all welcome back to the show
1: Back on Rod, I really do appreciate that. Listen, uh, week nine was, was was pretty bad. Was pretty bad. I did have some success in one in a couple of my leagues actually because I did have James Conner, so that was a good thing, right? James Conner went off, as we know, and we got some more news of these last couple of days. Chase Edmonds is out, so it's going to be more of the same for the next couple of weeks at least. But um, man, I I had a, a rookie mistake. I had uh Zach Wilson starting. Um, on Thursday night, so that was a rookie mistake, but again, James Conner and the addition of Nick Chubb um in the backfield um definitely uh, carried me to the win so that was a good thing but I got some work to do in the, some other leagues man and we're heading into week 10 uh again you know the playoffs are starting in a couple of weeks so I got to make some 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 things happen so I got I got to you know I'm going to definitely be taking some notes during this podcast man get into the waiver <laughs> wire look at some some of the players that we're going to be talking about see if I could pick them up and uh, make some moves happen and then also going to be smashing some of these some of these drop buttons you know some of these players I'm going to definitely have to drop some i'm gonna be smashing that drop button man absolutely
0: no i got bailed out by james connor too so i was very very happy with that uh i got buried or i got buried in one because it was my favorite team that he's whooping oh no that was the other week anyways but i got bailed out by james connor i was pretty happy about that uh but then i also won in my scott fishbowl league which i'm back up on the winning uh side of 500 so i'm pretty happy about that uh but yeah i've got some decisions to make just like the rest of you guys and i think Um, this week 10 is going to present us with some unique challenges, uh, only because there's a lot of stuff going on. There's no shortage of, of news in this news cycle. So, um, let's just dig right in. We'll we're going to load three minutes on the clock like we always do, and we're just going to drop down our, our 10 names. So, um, let's start with, uh, Mike Davis over there in Atlanta. You picked him up to be a running back one. You're not getting a running back one because all of a sudden Cordell Patterson is, running back one and wide receiver two while we're at it, I guess if we're going to really come at it sideways. But so what are we doing now with Mike Davis? There's a lot of folks that are, are hoping that they can get something out of Mike Davis, but is this time to start looking at dropping him?
1: Listen, I'm completely off Mike Davis, man. I'm completely off. I mean, you're looking at the last two weeks. He had a total of 18 carries, right? So last week he had nine carries for 13 yards. The week before that, nine carries for 44 yards, no touchdowns. So I'm completely off. You know, I don't know what's going on. I was pretty high coming into him um, in the offseason just for the simple fact what we saw, what he was able to do um, in Carolina was once CMC was, was out of there. Right. I thought it was going to be more of the same because he was going to be the lead back in Atlanta. Not so much. Um, to your point, could Patterson is the main guy there. So I'm completely off. Um, if you guys could get rid of him, please do. Um, you know, and, and just add whoever you can. I, I'm definitely not starting him at the running back position and, and at the flex, unless my team is just like less than subpar. I'm getting rid of him like yesterday.
0: I suppose if I need two points in fantasy, I know where to turn. Uh, you know, the guy, he hasn't even cleared 50 yards except once, and that was week five against the Jets, and he only got 53 in that on 13 carries, no less. So, I mean, he's been in the end zone once uh, on the ground and once uh, as a receiving touchdown. But, again, it's not anything that you are are hanging on to at the end of your bench. I'm, I'm certainly okay if you are trying to get yourself into the playoffs and you've been carrying around uh, Mike Davis, because people are, he's 75% rostered in Yahoo and 74% in ESPN. I'm not sure what people are waiting for.
1: Yeah. Again, I, I think that was um, pr- partly large and due to the, uh, to the fact that he had a great season, right? When CMC went out, he was at workhorse, not only in the running game, but also receiving out the backfield. I don't know what's going on this year. Well, I do know it's Codero Patterson, right? Codero Patterson. I mean, he did his thing. I mean, even if you look at last week, his production there when they played uh, the Saints. I mean, Codero Patterson pretty much was the leading receiver. He had a he had six receptions for 126 yards, right? So not only is he able to do it on the ground, but he's also able to do it in the air. So I think pretty much they're going to phase out Mike Davis out of that o- offensive scheme, and and I don't blame him because he hasn't given you anything like we said the last two weeks. So again, guys, if you're you're, if you're looking to make the playoffs and he's on your team, try to make some moves. And, um, if, if you are already in the playoffs, then, you know, again, um, <laughs> kudos to you guys, because I don't know how you made it to the playoffs with Mike Davis on your team.
0: I, he had to have just been sitting there. I mean, his ADP, uh, what is it? looking at right now? Uh, what was he? Oh, he's ranked 43. I know his ADP wasn't all that good. Hold on. Let me, let me, I'm going to click this link real quick. Uh, ADP was a consensus 52 like overall running back 22 mm. and he's definitely not giving you running back two uh, our, our production this year at all. So, uh, wow. Yeah. I, I mean, it's sad. You, you go from running back two to droppable very quickly. Um, which is never a good thing, but yeah, if you want to drop Mike Davis, now's the time to do it. Uh, I think you're okay with doing it. Cause again, there's a guy that we're going to talk about later that is on the waiver wire in some cases that I would drop Mike Davis for in a heartbeat, especially given his circumstances. So we'll get that to that later. Stay in Atlanta though, Will, and let's talk about um Olamighty Zacchaeus. Uh he man came on with a vengeance. Uh, but before that, look, he he came on with two touchdowns last week. Um and, and he had three catches. To do it like it, it wasn't like he had uh, five catches, two touchdowns, six catches. He caught two touchdowns on three catch, uh, three receptions. But before that, you take a look: one catch, twelve yards; one catch, thirteen yards; two catches, twenty yards. Will is this going to be something more that we see? A pattern that we're going to build on, or is this just sort of a flash in the pan? I know Ridley's not there anymore, and Russell Gage is still there. Um, but like you said, Cordell Patterson, leading receiver. Is Zacchaeus somebody we're watching and and trying to pick up on the waiver wire?
1: I think not, Rod. I mean, I'm going to stick with a Russell Gage. I mean, if you're looking at the target share here, uh, Russell got eight targets, right? He got the most targets out there, even ahead of uh, Kyle Pitts and Patterson. And uh, again, like you said, Zacchaeus got, Three targets, and he caught all three of his targets, right, for, for 58 total yards and two touchdowns. But I just think that's pretty much the look of the draw, right? So I don't think that that's going to be something that's a, a, an anomaly, if you ask me. You know, I don't think that's something that's going to be consistent, so I'm not going to touch him. Again, I think that um this is a good play. You know, again, if, if you need a receiver, if you're in dire need, if like one of your receivers is on IR or just not performing as well, maybe pick them up. But um I'm I'm pretty much um set on 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 Kyle Pitts, Gage, and Patterson Um in, in that order, in that uh, in that offense in Atlanta.
0: You brought up a good word and that's consistency. And that's what you're really looking for in fantasy football more than anything. Like, of course, you're going to get those weeks where they splash and, and go off for two touchdowns on three catches. But again, if he come back next week and drops another dud like a one for 12, then you're again, you rush to the waiver wire, you, you put a bunch of fab on him and and all you're getting is one fantasy point, one point two fantasy points. So you have to I know that everybody loves to rush for the for the hot and sexy name, But I mean, look, I'd rather miss on a guy that's going to give me not, you know, production that isn't worth what I paid for it uh, over the course of three or four weeks than just that one good week that you're building off of. So I'm like you, I'm not really buying the Zacchaeus thing. I I want to, I want to think that this is a sign of of good things to come, but he's had nine weeks to prove that he's better than he is. And he hasn't done it yet with or without Calvin Ridley.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm staying off of him. Like again, I'm, I'm again. I'm not gonna take that gamble, especially when you have a couple weeks to make the playoffs. Um, I don't I don't want him on my team again. If you had him or you picked him up as a as a waiver, um, you know, or even a streamer last week, then good for you. But I wouldn't personally. I wouldn't keep him on my team. But I just I don't think that that's gonna be something that's gonna be consistent throughout. the the next couple of weeks, especially into the playoffs.
0: And it's the it's the two touchdowns. The two touchdowns is what really put him on the radar and why his name continues to pop up in everybody's tweets about waiver wire uh articles and and waiver wire pickups. Um, you know, again, I get it if you need him, uh, but I don't know. For me personally, I don't know that I'm gonna buy Zacchaeus. Uh, but somebody that people have bought in on. And, you know, again, he's he's rostered right now in 61% of Yahoo leagues, 46% of ESPN leagues. So people are still buying in on him uh, and been holding on to Brandon Ayuk. So my question to you, Will, and, and everybody's question that I'm, I'm seeing on the internet, is Brandon Ayuk finally a thing? Like, are we going to be happy about this? Or is this going to be a situation where he fades back into obscurity after this last week of, of his good performances?
1: Well, listen, I'm completely on the opposite side of this. Um, you know, talking about the other receiver that we just went off. I'm completely on Ayuk. I mean, it's it's about time that he got it inserted into this offense. Again, he was uh second or or tied for for eight targets with uh with Kittle back there. Um, and he had a total of six receptions for 89 yards and a touchdown. I thought this was gonna be something again. We're talking about consistency. I thought it was gonna be something that we're gonna we're gonna see consistently throughout the throughout the season. We have not, right? I know you're, 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 uh, you're, you're a San Fran fan out there. And I know that, uh, you pretty much, uh, tweet here and there during the games and, there were some games where he was just non-existent, right? I mean, there was just some times where he would just put up a donut. It was just like blank, like, "Hey, what's going on?" Is he even in the game, and he was, but it's just he was not being found. So I think I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping now that finally that he, um again, Shanahan um understands how important having all those guys in there, not only Ayuk but um, you know, Kittle as well as Debo Samuel, and getting those guys, uh. Um, going um, to get a win. Again, they didn't win last week, but if you do want to win the rest of these games that you have, I mean, again, we, we, we just passed the halfway mark. You got to get these guys inserted in the offense, and Ayuk is definitely a player that could go ahead and do it. Again, eight targets, six receptions, 89 yards, one touchdown, man. So get this guy involved, and he did make some uh, some tough catches there last week versus Arizona. So I, I like that to be something that could uh, definitely lead um and gain some momentum within the next couple of weeks out there.
0: Coach speak is always such a, a frustrating thing because Chanhan always says, ah, the offense runs through Ayuk or it's, or not really runs through, but the offense uh, can do better with Ayuk doing better and then he doesn't do anything with Ayuk. So last week was, was encouraging if you are an Ayuk manager or you're one of the rare few that can find him on the waiver wire after somebody dropped him uh, because look, what's more encouraging too is that he fumbled once. Right, and he was still in the game, and he still was managing uh, managing to contribute. So uh, that did not sink him like many many people thought it would. Um, so again, you know, like you said, six catches, eighty nine yards, and a touchdown. It's a good good thing that we're finally expecting out of him. And I feel like he's trending in the right direction. Last week, uh, but the week before that, he had seven targets. Right, seven targets, eight targets. Two of the the highest targeted games in his in his uh, season. So again, this could be the thing that gets him over the hump and definitely somebody worth checking out. Or if you've been having him on the bench and waiting for his good game, he had it. Now it's time to start him.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, I think that they're going to need more by Duke, especially if they want to go ahead and uh, get some wins. And this week, I mean, they got a tough matchup, right? I mean, Monday night they're going against the Rams. The Rams are coming off a loss. So I know they're going to be motivated out there in L.A. to come into San Fran and do some things, put up some points. So in order for you even to – have a chance to win the game, they're going to have to put up some points. So they're going to have to, they have no choice but to get Ayuk involved into that offense.
0: Well, and to be honest with you, the Niners problem, especially last week, was most definitely the fact that they could not stop the run. So if they can't stop Daryl Henderson on Monday, they are definitely have to uh, score some points to keep pace. That is for sure. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be interesting. But again, I think Brandon Ayuk should play into that uh, very much so. And, and I think you can be, I don't want to say happy about playing him, but at least try, (laughs) give it the good old college try. Uh, although speaking of prime time, boy, somebody just ricochet or put himself right back into the, the national conversation. And of course we're talking about Adrian Peterson, uh, who, man, I mean, look, so many people just left him out to pasture after last season. Nobody signed him. He comes to Tennessee he carries the ball 10 times, 21 yards. He gets into the end zone. Look, those numbers don't scream at you, but I mean, it was good to see Adrian Peterson back on the field. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this guy didn't even even last like what? 36 hours on the, on, on the practice squad, right? They immediately promoted him to the active roster and, and rightfully so. And he started, so it wasn't like I McNichols mean, started and Adrian Peterson came in afterwards. Now, he wasn't on the field as often as i thought that he would be in the game but again like you said i mean he just it's not like he was he, he was traded from another team or anything he essentially came off the bench right so i think that this week they're going to insert him more he had ten attempts. I mean, he had ten attempts, so he was leading every single uh, every other running back in in attempts, and um, you know, twenty one yards. But he didn't get into the end zone. So I think that they're gonna build on that, and um, he showed that he's a uh, you know he he's capable of doing this thing again. Kudos to that man because I think what is he like thirty six now, and he's still productive, man. I mean, he's still a better running back than some of these other running backs on on, the, on these teams out there in the NFL. So I think they're gonna build on that. I could see him going um getting into the end zone, especially this week against uh, New Orleans. We saw that what, uh, you know, Codero Patterson was able to do there last week in Atlanta. So I think it's going to be more of the same. And I think they're going to to want to go ahead and um, and lean on that run game in Tennessee and and stay true to that, uh, to that game plan out there.
0: Saints are giving up 14 and a half, uh, points per game to opposing running backs. Uh, and that's only in the standard. So, I mean, I don't expect him to, to see many, uh, more passes. I mean, I know he got that one, Uh, target (laughs) but I don't I don't necessarily see him uh, catching many passes because they don't necessarily do that to their running backs anyways the Titans so I mean if you're looking at 14 points I would say give Peterson maybe nine eight or nine of those with uh, McNichols getting the the next couple Um, but I mean you, you know again I think you're right this could be another opportunity for Adrian Peterson to find the end zone against the Saints and and really if you picked him up uh, kudos to you. Cause again, we, we had told you to basically do that in a couple episodes ago and 64% of you and Yahoo did and 53% of you in ESPN did, but he's still out there in four out of 10 in leagues, right? Five out of 10 in ESPN. So if he's out there yeah, absolutely. and you need help, Adrian Peterson, yeah. Your guy
1: absolutely again this is going to be one of those things like you are looking for points so if he could get into the end zone again and even give you like twice as, as much of the yards that he did last week i mean it's 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 good right because he's not going to be your rb1 or rb2 so even if you put him at the flex spot it's going to be a good production there and it could just lead you to that win in your in your league
0: yep right now he's about running back 31 in the ranks so uh yeah he's looking at flex he's drawing in at the flex position so if you're looking for a a flex because any one of the players in Week Nine that let you down, you're ready to go ahead and put on the bench. Uh, this is this is what we're uh, suggesting for you to do: is grab Adrian Peterson and slide him into that spot. Uh, do I have to relive the uh, the Niners' loss again? We talked about it with James Conner, uh, but another running back sort of emerge out of Chase Edmonds' shadow. Uh, and and look for you, Edmonds' managers. I feel you on that one. He came out early, and I, now I benefited from it. Because one of the guys that I was playing uh, had Edmonds in his lineup. So I definitely dodged the bullet with those points being out. But um, Eno Benjamin kind of jumped in there and uh, and made a name for himself. Not a big name, but definitely uh, put himself on the radar. So again, I'm asking every single time because this is what we're asking. Like, what is this? Are we are we concerned? Is it on our radar? What are we doing with Eno Benjamin?
1: Yeah, I'm high on you know you know Benjamin. Even when he was uh, playing in college at Arizona State, I, I thought he was definitely a, a good quarterback going into the league. Um, I think that even though James Conner did have 21 attempts and he did his thing again, he had 96 yards rushing, two touchdowns, but you know Benjamin right behind him, right? Um he was a second leading rusher at nine attempts, 39 yards, and he added a touchdown. So I think that they like to have two running backs in that in that offense, and so I think that Eno you know, Benjamin is going to go ahead and spell um Connor as well. Um, I, I look for Connor to be that lead back, but you know, Benjamin is definitely a good pickup. I mean, guys, if you're looking for a streamer or somebody to get off the waiver wire, I don't think that he's a uh, highly rostered out there right now, so he's going to definitely be a good pickup, and it's going to be a good matchup um, this weekend against the, uh, the the Carolina Panthers. I mean, right now Carolina Panthers are are giving up 112 yards um, rushing on the ground. So that's definitely going to be a good spot for him to do some things. And also, I mean, you're looking for that touchdown production and, Eno Benjamin is going to provide that for you and your team.
0: I mean, I know that James Connor is, is the guy, right. But they, uh, they let Ramondre Stevenson get 62 yards against them last week. Uh, you know, Cordero 35, but then receptions is really where I think this may come into play. I know Connor got his fair share, but this might be more of a work in for, um, because look, a lot of what James Connor did, was because the 49ers' rush defense was so horrible, right? I mean, this it was a bad, bad rush defense. And Carolina's not any better. They're giving up, like you had said, uh, a lot of yards, but at least 19 points per game, two running backs uh, in a PPR. So there are points to be had here. And while James Conner may get the bulk of them, uh, Eno Benjamin could slide in there and, and give you good flex value if you don't have James Conner and you need a flex. Um, I would put Adrian Peterson above Eno you know, Benjamin, but if uh if Adrian Peterson is uh gone, then I'd look to uh Benjamin because he's not even rostered, hardly. Like it says zero percent in Yahoo, zero percent in ESPN, but for good reason because Chase Edmonds and James Connor were there, but with Chase Edmonds probably being out, here comes Eno you know, Benjamin.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Listen, to your point, I mean, he's going to get, like you said, he's going to get some production out there. Like I said, I think that those guys down there in Arizona like to were to two running backs back there. And again, it's not like he got a couple of carries. He got nine carries, right? So he was a second leading running back back there in that offense. And i like them to go ahead and and um and get some more production um this week and also add another touchdown. So if you guys need a, a running back or if, you know, even if you have, let's say you got Mike Davis <laughs> Drop uh-huh. Mike Davis and pick up uh, Eno Benjamin. You know what I'm saying? Replace him and you're gonna get come out with more points. So um it's definitely gonna be good leading up to the playoffs.
0: Things you didn't think you'd be saying in week one of the season. <laughs> Drop Mike Davis, add Eno Benjamin. That that's definitely not a sentence you thought you'd be uttering. So uh, all right. We're going to step away. We're going to pay some bills. When we come back, we're going to round out the last five. Uh, Some big names on this one, and uh, we're we're really just getting into it. So, uh, again, Will's here. We're going to come back and talk some more uh, fantasy football. Let's face it, you are always ready to win money and boost your odds. Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. You get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips, so get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and so much more. Plus, WinBet has some brand new bonuses, which you can use to hopefully shell the damage of what happened to you in week nine. <laughs> all kinds of games out there for you to use your bonuses on to try to make up for what happened in week nine of the NFL. We all felt it. Hopefully, you can make up for it. If you're a new user though, bet $1, you could win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your wager first whatever your first wager is, it doesn't matter. Whatever the first one is, WinBet is gonna match it up to 200%. So, if you bet $100, bucks, you're gonna get $200, a free bet for free. The max wager, of course, is $750, so that $1,500 match is in play, but they got great odds, great promos, great payouts. It's all happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Are you ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to get a special offer. It's a risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. Of course, we're brought to you by PropSwap. It is America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. And PropSwap has always had the best odds because you're buying directly from other bettors like yourself. If you see a bet you like, but you think the price is too high, submit a bid for a price you think is fair, then you can buy it. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit. PropSwap's gonna double it up to $500. Double the cash always means double the odds. If you love sports betting, of course you do. You need to be using PropSwap. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time, so your bet does not need to win in order to make money. You've heard me say this before. It just needs to improve. Thousands of bettors across the country right now are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every single day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. We want to welcome Better Fantasy to the SGPN family. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. How many times have you wanted to bet on your Fantasy League's matchups? You want to bet on somebody having the lowest number of points? You want to bet on somebody that gets the highest number of points? You want to bet on whoever wins? Better Fantasy has that. You can cash out for gift cards when your bet hits and even help raise money for charity along the way. So it's not just good for you, it's good for everybody else too. This is a brand new company. They're looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app. It's fun to use. It's one of the reasons why we love it. It is also because they're offering prop betting so if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet which i know i am you can get in on some prop bets on BetOr fantasy totally free to play download the day for android or iphone check them out today at bettorfantasy.com sgpn that's b-e-t-t-o-r fantasy.com sgpn Back for more. We're talking about 10 players to look at and speculate on and try to figure out what to do with. Uh, They're the questions surrounding these players that all fantasy uh, players are just, I guess, wrestling with as we go into week 10 of the NFL. Will Rivera back with us one more time. Uh, So far, Will, we've got the first five down. Let's move on to uh, Cleveland where OBJ has already moved on from Cleveland in his place we may see the emergence of one Donovan Peoples Jones trending on the right side I think of of what could be uh, a a good rest of the season especially now that his place in the depth chart has moved up um I'm a little torn though well because look we've seen the numbers they're good five catches 70 yards 3 weeks well not 3 weeks ago but the third game he played back in week 5 uh, four catches, 101, two touchdowns in week six. And then he followed it up in week nine, two catches, a touchdown, 86 yards. But again, we talked about this with, with the production, uh, a couple of players ago with, uh, Zac- Zacchaeus, right? He only caught two passes. One of them was a really long one. Um, are we buying in to Donovan Peoples Jones as a, a player that we want on our roster going forward?
1: I'm all in on him, right? I'm all in on him just for the simple fact. I'm not even looking at uh People's Jones here in this situation. I'm gonna look at Baker. I mean, if if we look at the last couple of years, Baker has been a better quarterback when OBJ is not in the equation, right? And now that uh OBJ is completely out of there, he doesn't even have to think about him, right? I mean, this guy just um nobody even picked him up today. I mean, so now he's in in, in the um in the market as a free agent um hopefully another team picks him up i wish him the best but i'm all in on, on people's jones people's jones had the most targets well he was tied i'm sorry he was tied in, in targets with three with um uh joku on um, the tight end but he caught two of them 86 yards and a touchdown right so it's going to pretty much be between him and landry we know what landry could do i think that uh players uh on the defensive side are going to go ahead and try to you know get landry out the mix or even double them so i think that people jones is definitely a great pickup. They didn't have to do that much last week against uh, New England because Chubb pretty much took over the game, 14 attempts rushing and 137 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, and he added another uh, 26 um, receiving, right? So they didn't have to do a lot. They they pretty much uh, ran away with that game 41-16, to 16, but I think that in the upcoming weeks, especially going into the playoffs, People Jones is going to be a great pickup. So guys, if you need a receiver or again, if you need somebody in that flex spot, take a look at people Jones, because I think he's going to definitely um, be in the mix. I mean, if, if if you're looking, it's just a numbers game, right? So besides Landry in that offense, who else do you have at receiver?
0: Again, and that's the thing, a PPR flex is what you're looking at for him. You know, he's had triple or double-digit fantasy, triple-digit point. If he had triple-digit fantasy points, he'd be king. Uh, double-digit fantasy points in the last three games that he's played in, uh, at least 12 points in a PPR uh, in each of the last three. So, uh, again, not a bad place to uh, put your waiver claim on if you're looking for a, a good flex play with, I think, more upside than, than the other guys that we've talked about so far, in my opinion, um and and he's out there 6% rostered in ESPN, 13% in Yahoo. Plenty of leagues still have him available uh and, and surprisingly enough because for you know for what it's worth people knew that OBJ was not long for the Browns, so why wouldn't you be scooping up uh players that are underneath them. So now's your chance. Uh hopefully other people haven't really caught onto him yet and you're able to sneak in with your waiver wire claim and grab people's Jones. Cause I'm like, Will. I'm really there. I think he booms now with OBJ gone. Um, and you're right. I mean, there's nothing, no place to go, but up for him, uh, on this roster. So, uh, all right, look, another interesting story of a running back that is putting his name back onto the, uh, I guess radar. I don't know, to be honest with you, but in Philadelphia, Jordan Howard, we're talking about Jordan Howard again. Welcome to a couple of years ago. Um but well I want to know are we back on Jordan Howard? Is this somebody we're looking at now?
1: I mean listen, you, you got to look at the sample size, right? The last uh, couple of games he's been doing his thing. Last game he had 17 rushing yards um or 17 uh attempts for 71 yards, one touchdown and the week before that, 12 for fifty-seven and two touchdowns, right? So this guy's proven. I know we were all actually. I think everybody was on Boston Scott. I thought everybody. Um, I'm pretty sure that everybody thought that Boston Scott was going to be that guy. But it looks like Jordan Howard. I mean, out of nowhere, right? I thought this guy pretty much when he left uh, Chicago a couple years ago, he was pretty much out the mix, um, not not being mentioned at all. But now he's just uh, pretty much resurrected. So um, I like Jordan Howard, and I like him to go ahead and pretty much be um, somebody that gets involved in this running game again. They have Jalen Hurts, which also, you know, could take away from some of that production at the running position. But um, three touchdowns in the last two games, and he's getting double digits uh, rushing attempts back there for Philadelphia. So I I like uh, Jordan Howard as a pickup.
0: And Gainwell, Kenneth Gainwell sort of fading into the background on this too, because everybody was either on Boston Scott or thinking that this was a big up for Kenneth Gainwell. Neither one of those has panned out, and all of a sudden, in slides, Jordan Howard, like you said, double-digit attempts, like 12 in week eight, 17. They had him the ball 17 times. And and to your point, though, earlier when you talked about Jalen Hurts, I know the old cliche is that running quarterbacks usually help their running back. So um, in this instance, if... Philadelphia is going to decide to stay with the running game as much as they are. Um, having hurts as a mobile quarterback doesn't hurt at all. Um, and in fact, this week, especially they're going up against the Broncos and the Broncos <laughs> uh, giving up about 17 points per game. Uh, you know, they didn't get torched by Zeke last week, but boy, De'arnest Johnson lit him up in week seven for uh, a nice little 146 yards. So, I mean, Somewhere in between is where Jordan Howard should be, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I mean, uh, to your point, Gainwell is pretty much just a a, a non-factor. And I think that a Jordan Howard may be ahead of Boston Scott, right? If we saw what what happened last week, Boston Scott wasn't able to get anything done. It actually hurt me. Um, in, in a couple of leagues because I did pick him up, um, but I, I think that Jordan Howard is definitely going to be that lead back back there. So I'm going to pretty much go ahead and, and, and gamble um, the next couple of weeks and rely on, on Jordan Howard to go ahead and be that featured back in um, in the in, in the running game for Philadelphia.
0: And so if we were like I guess running the pecking order of this, I would I would say that uh, Jordan Howard would be above Benjamin, but I feel like below Peterson. I I know the Titans have a much better running situation. Than does, um, the, the Eagles. So if I were to rank those three, I I would rank them Peterson and then, uh, Howard and then Benjamin.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, we saw what Tennessee does, right? So I think, um, to your point, Adrian Peterson is going to be that lead back. And then also you just don't know, but then uh, again, this week they're going up against Denver. Denver is ranked number six against uh rushing they're only they're they're allowing less than 100 yards they're at 98 yards rushing right so i i think there's going to be a a tough game for anybody um facing uh denver denver's defense uh, this upcoming week but i mean if you guys need somebody long term especially going into the playoffs take a look at uh, a jordan howard he's going to pretty much get it get it done there and also i mean if you get at a touchdown to every game you're going to be in good shape
0: absolutely it's just so much to digest half the time uh all right so we move on somebody had a question uh i saw out there and they wanted to know if we wanted this or that i guess we'll play a little of this or that shall we um mike williams or Deontay johnson for the rest of the season and a half ppr uh again i know people like to squabble over whether a half or a full PPR matters. But um, in this case, we'll just say that it actually does play a heavy role in what it is. But uh, we'll, we're looking at Mike Williams. Obviously we know what he brings to the table. We know what Justin Herbert does for him. Uh, And then Deontay Johnson, we got to see him a little bit uh, last night doing what he did. And, and I mean, obviously he's not a bad option, but I don't know. To me, I think the answer is Mike Williams but uh, I want to know what you're thinking, Will, and and how you're comparing these players going forward.
1: Yeah, I agree with you 100, right? I mean, when you're looking at these two players, I'm not even looking so much at the two at the two receivers. I'm gonna go a, a, a step further. I'm gonna go ahead and look at the quarterback. So, I mean, Herbert is a much better quarterback right now um, as, as, than Roethlisberger, right? So, we saw what Roethlisberger was able to do last night on Monday Night Football against the um, the Bears, which was not a lot. Um, so. Mike Williams, I think, is a better receiver than than Johnson, but then also the quarterback, Herbert, is a much better uh, quarterback than, than Roethlisberger. So I'm going to go ahead and lean on both of those guys, and I, and I like Williams for the rest of the season. Um, if we're looking at the game coming up, here in week 10, they're going up against Minnesota, and Minnesota is giving up uh, quite a few yards passing. They're, they're ranked 16th. They're giving up 247 yards um, passing yards, so I, I like Mike Mike Williams to go ahead and get off, um, not only this week, but also leading into the to the next couple of weeks into the playoffs. So I'm, I'm definitely uh, going Williams over Johnson.
0: And I can see where this person's conflicted, uh, and only because when you look at the game log uh, and you look at Deontay Johnson's uh, production, uh, he's been good for the most part in the season. Uh, week two, nine catches, one hundred and five yards. Uh, week four, nine catch. Or I'm sorry. Yeah, nine catches for ninety two yards. And then he dipped in Denver, two catches, but he had 72 yards, Uh, nine catches, 71 yards. I mean, it's a steady body of work. Last week, five catches for 56, so not quite up to his thing. But then you turn around with Mike Williams, there's a lot of boom or bust, up to and including last week where he had two catches for 58 yards. The week before that, two catches for 19 yards. So I get the frustration because we've seen a lot more bust out of Williams than boom. Um, But I think that's just because defenses are starting to catch up a little bit to him. Uh, But I still think, like you said, Justin Herbert's a much better quarterback than is uh, Ben Roethlisberger at this point, and I I feel like I'm giving the nod to Justin Herbert because I think they're going to get it figured out over the last few uh, weeks of the season. Because look, they got KC, they got Houston, they've got Las Vegas uh, coming up in their schedule. They've even got Pittsburgh. Uh, and we we saw Justin Fields actually do something against Pittsburgh defense uh, last week. So, and then against Cincinnati as well, which we just saw Cleveland light up too. If you don't think that Justin Herbert can put up good numbers against those teams, then go Deontay Johnson. But I, I have a feeling that Herbert's going to do some good things and, and Mike Williams will benefit as a, as a result.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Herbert finally uh, got some things going last week against uh, Philadelphia and Philadelphia hasn't, you know, if you look at the season, they haven't been giving up a lot of uh, passing yards to quarterbacks, but Herbert was able to overcome that and pretty much exceed the numbers that, uh, that people thought that it was going to be, uh, be dealt out last week. Right. So I think it's going to be more of the same. He was a, a rookie that did very, very great last year in that offense. And I just think that he was pretty much in a rut the last couple of weeks, but I think that uh, Herbert finally found himself and they, and they, and they got it right in the, in the bye week So I like him to go ahead and uh, pretty much do the same. And then that's going to pretty much uh, trickle down to, to Mike Williams being productive.
0: I concur. So if uh, we're going to choose between Mike Williams or Deontay Johnson, I think both of us are on the side of Mike Williams. Uh, But again, just because it's the Chargers and I think they're a much better team altogether than are the Steelers. Of course, you've heard about prize picks, but if you have not yet, prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. I do. I love this app. I really do. And I know you will too because prize picks lets you pick the over and unders on your favorite games, on your favorite sports. I've done this several times with the NFL, especially on Thursday nights. I like to do this because it offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. And all of the users that deposit and use our promo code are going to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Make sure you use the promo code SGP. Pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. No sharks, no nothing, just you, mano a mano against the numbers. It's that simple. Price Picks allows mixed sport entry too. So you could take the over on the bond James and combine it with the under on Patrick Mahomes in the same entry. See where I'm going with this? Use the Award winning app on both the App Store and the Google Play Store. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's literally that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawal. So don't hesitate. Check out PrizePix.com, Use the promo code SGP, get your 100% instant deposit match up to 1 $100 or go to your app store and download the app today price picks is daily fantasy made easy do you feel like the last one out when it comes to sports betting do, do you even know where to start? Well, understand where the market is moving, which smart bets are out there, and have some fun listening while you're at it. BetQL Daily is the must-listen show for sports bettors and sports fans alike. Love it because the information is fresh, it's live, it's new, you know that it's happening in real time, so I love the information, love listening to it, Uh, and it's definitely entertaining too. You know, you listen to shows that aren't necessarily entertaining, This is not one of them. Hosts Joe Ostrowski, Joe Gigliano, and Aaron Hawksworth serve up Wagertainment the sports talk you love with the betting insights you need each weekday. Find out where the market is moving across all of the week's biggest sporting events. Miss out on the earlier games? BetQL Daily has you covered there too, with recaps from some of the biggest recent moments in sports. If you're not sure where to start with sports betting, start with BetQL Daily. Listen weekdays 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Odyssey, Spotify, and your favorite podcast apps as well. Speaking of podcast apps, I know your favorite is the SGPN app. But if it's not go download it today, it will be very shortly It's available in the Google Play Store and the App Store It gives you easy access to all of our picks and our podcasts just like this one And of course while you're at it, leave us an app review Download the SGPN app today But let's talk about those Steelers because last night We really just watched the emergence of Pat Fryermuth And two touchdowns in that game Uh, Everybody knows his name now I mean people knew his name before Especially if you're an astute uh fantasy football player you already knew he was on the radar but you didn't have a whole lot to celebrate until the last uh, couple of weeks really when he's been in the end zone three times in those last two weeks so did we just watch the breakout game of firemouth or are we is is he going to go back into obscurity like he was in the first three weeks
1: now nah, listen, I, I think that was a breakout game, man. I think that was a breakout game. He was tied in, in, in terms of, of targets and receptions with Johnson, right? We just talked about Johnson, but he wasn't far off. He had six targets, five receptions, 43 yards, but he had a, he added two touchdowns, right? So I think that hey, um, something clicked there. They're gonna be like, hey, you know what? We need to go ahead and find the tight end. If you look at the history of, of Pittsburgh, especially with Rosterberg being there and Tomlin. They like to go ahead and target their their their, tar- their, their tight ends, right? So I think that is going to be more of the same coming up because Johnson. I mean, he's going to pretty much get the the. Double coverage out there, and then Claypool as well, right? So they're going to be covering those guys, and Um Fairmuth is going to be one of those uh, players that's going to be able to find himself open, especially when you're in the red zone. He's going to be a big target down there for Roethlisberger. So I think this is a breakout game, and and you know, listen, better late than never, right? It was Week Nine, but I just think that leading into um Week Ten against they have a great great matchup this weekend against Detroit. I mean, Detroit is just giving up to or allowing uh two hundred and forty-four passing yards um to opposing offenses. So I, I like them to go ahead and do more of the same out there and I like him to go ahead and shine for the rest of the season.
0: Well I tell you who really thinks he's gonna shine and that's Adam. Uh Adam Pelletier, the fantasy administrator here at the SGPN. He's got him ranked highest out of everybody in this mix. Uh he's consensus ranked ninth. Adam has it at tight end six. So Adam is pretty high on uh, on Pat Friermuth. So yeah, if you're looking for a... I, I, I mean, he's out there. Let's see. Where is my... Pat? There he is. Uh, he's 41% rostered in Yahoo, 33% ESPN. So six out of 10, seven out of 10 leagues. He's out there. So if you really need a tight end because George Kittle is still letting you down, not saying to start him over George Kittle. Let's not go that crazy. Uh, but by all rights and accounts, I can see how you would feel like you want to start him over, a guy. Like George Kittle, but you know, Dalton Schultz, if he's let you down, Gronk, Hunter Henry, Zach Ertz, if Zach Ertz is letting you down, uh, consider a Pat Fryermuth.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I think that Adam and shout out to Adam, but I think that he's spot on, man. I think a tight end six is right for, for, for the taking there. And, and, and also like with fantasy stuff, you just want to be first to the table, right? You want to be first to the, to, to the play with some of these players. So I think that he definitely has them um, ranked correctly as a tight end six over here. So I, again, I just think that they, they saw what happened in um, in Pittsburgh last night. Um, against the against the, the Bears on, on Monday Night Football. And I think this is going to be more of the same moving forward. And, and like I said, if if history go ahead and serves for anything, you see how Pittsburgh likes to use your tight end. So I just think it's going to be more of the same coming up.
0: Yeah, and uh, if you've been a tight end streamer up until now, I think you can probably safely stop streaming uh, if you can get Fryermuth on your team. Uh, yeah, I don't think you need to stream anymore after that. You could probably just keep him and, and squat him for a while uh, and, and just be happy with it. So... Uh, all right, speaking of that, I know that a lot of people a couple of weeks ago went out and put a lot of fab money on Dearness Johnson, uh, but not really because, look, in ESPN leagues, he's 39% rostered, uh, 46% rostered in Yahoo, so not a lot of people were on the Ernest Johnson train in, in uh, those two instances, but I think they're going to need to be now, right, with uh, Nick Chubb out on covid uh, and and yeah, I mean it's it's going to be a thing now for Darius Johnson. So how much I ask now is too much Fab to throw at Darius Johnson this week.
1: Man, so 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 okay. Let me ask you a question. What's the budget that we're working with?
0: I mean, what given a hundred bucks? Let's say you've already spent I don't know forty or fifty of it on on the course of the season. So let's you I got 40, 40 bucks left on your on your fab. Are you blowing it all or what? Yeah,
1: forty. Ah, you know what? For it, it all depends, right? I I think I'm I'm definitely spending half of it. I'm definitely spending half of it because again, we know that even with Nick Chubb in the equation, you're going to get um, Johnson in there involved. Um, if you look at this last week, Chubb had fourteen attempts, but Johnson had eight. Right, and then also, I mean, he was involved a little bit there in the um. It, it wasn't even involved in the in, in the running game, so I think that Felton's going to be involved in the running game, but uh, or in the passing game. But if you look at a uh, Chubb being out, I mean Johnson's going to be that guy, and he's proven. We saw what he was able to do on Thursday night football a couple weeks ago against Denver. He definitely impressed there. So if I got forty bucks, man, I, I'm I'm spending half. Give me. I'm I'm spending I'm I'm spending a good dub on that guy, man. I'm spending a good dub.
0: I mean, look again. I have a soft spot for AAF XFL guys, like I, I really do. When I when I see Ernest Johnson, I always see him uh, in his AAF days, and I'm I'm loving it. I um, love watching him tear it up up there in the big leagues. But he's going against New England, right? And they're allowing right now about 17 and maybe 18 points per game to running backs. Um, and and we know that against soft defenses like that. Dernis Johnson is going to light it up. And I have a feeling like this is going to be another one of those instances. Because again, we know Cleveland likes to run the ball and Dernis Johnson can run the ball. So if we're going to put it in the hands of a guy that can run the ball, especially, well, I don't know that they'll give it to him 22 times, but I mean, let's, let's just say he gives it to him, you know, 20 or 18 times. He's going to probably have another hundred yard game. Uh, will he find the end zone? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You can never really predict uh, touchdowns very well. Uh, but I think dernis Johnson can get it done for you I would probably spend a little bit more than uh than than half just to see because uh depending on how long Chubb is out I mean this is your guy for the next couple of weeks uh I don't know who you're saving fab on anymore if you're if you're making a push to the playoffs so yeah give me give me dernis Johnson for just a little over half of what you have left
1: yeah that's a good point but listen I mean we, we know that um injury wise I mean Chubb is definitely um over that because we saw what he was able to do last week against, uh, the, we we saw what he was able to do last week. So I think this is going to be more the same when he comes back again, he's going to be out because of, uh, you know, COVID, but, Against Cincinnati, I mean, he just had a breakout game. I mean, he couldn't be stopped whatsoever. So I think that any injury that he was getting getting over is completely through. And um, I, I like him to do more of the same. Now they got a tough mat, matchup this weekend against New England. So Johnson may be, um, you know, in, in for a, a bit of a fight. But again, being that that uh, that lead back back there for Cleveland, I, I like him. And and you know what, I'm, I'm rolling with you, man. I'm gonna go, you know you brought up a good point who else are you going to use that fab for? So go ahead and, uh, you know, up it from like 20 to probably 30 or just even blow it all.
0: Uh, look, I know that we've got him consensus ranked 44th. So he's not definitely, I mean, he's, he's, I don't know. Everybody's got him low, but he was probably that low too when he busted out for 146 yards. So, uh, anything can happen as was proven by week nine in the NFL. I mean, you know, we, we like to sit here and think that we know everything, but then a week nine comes along and humbles us real quick. So, we we try we try our best but uh sometimes the fantasy gods just don't see fit to make us know what we're talking about but uh well we've reached the end of the list buddy i'm so happy that you joined and and uh you've imparted some great wisdom on the listeners so um anytime you want to come back man the mic's always open for you so let everybody know where they can find you uh that way they can continue to follow you along on your fantasy football journey
1: Again, Rod. I appreciate the invite again, man. Had a fun time as always. Um, You guys can find me on Twitter at biasedopinions underscore. Um, Just adding some some fantasy football knowledge, uh, sports betting knowledge, player props, uh, you know, all that stuff, man. So definitely check me out on Twitter at biasedopinions underscore.
0: Make sure you are following him on Twitter. Make sure you're checking out all of his stuff on the SGPN website. Again, cranking out stuff left and right fantasy football in full swing still. Um, It's a great time to download the app. It's a great time to check out the website and uh, just make sure you're keeping track on all of what's going on in the SGP. And again, thanks to Will for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. Please take a couple of seconds to just take a deep breath and get over week nine because it's week 10 now and uh, we all need that cleansing. If you got to light a couple candles, go ahead, uh, you know, however you want to relax, just relax. Get ready for week 10. Hopefully get your waiver claims. And until next time, everybody, let it ride.